Hello, Titan family, and welcome to Fram and Friends, a podcast with Cal State Fullerton President Fram Vergie and a handful of his Titan friends. I'm Matt Olson, Fram's Communications Director, and I am here to do two things. One, thank Titan Radio for producing this podcast, and two, get out of the way. On that note, here is your host and our president, Fram Vergie. Well, good morning, everybody. Um, I am here sitting today with not only uh, someone who I have amazing respect for, but someone who I consider a very good friend, and that's our athletic director, Jim Donovan. Jim, it's good to have you here. Thank you, Fram. Good morning. It's great to be here. So uh, uh, we're just going to have a conversation over the next 20, 25 minutes. Uh, I want people to get to know you and know your story of how you got here. So Jim, why don't we start with um, you, you telling us why in the world you'd want to be an athletic director. What is it about that job that actually attracts you and uh, um, holds you? Because I know it does. Well, I started as a student athlete. Um, I played football. I was I grew up in Anaheim. I ended up playing for Server High School, went to Santa Ana Junior College, and got a scholarship to the University of Hawaii. Uh, I wanted to be a coach. I actually was a graduate assistant coach for a couple of years, but a position came open as a facility manager. I took it, worked my way into marketing director, then assistant athletic director, then associate athletic director, and finally athletic director. Probably the cute story behind the scenes is when I was a facility manager, I switched out all the adults that we were paying part-time for students from campus, saved the university probably about 60% of the cost that they were paying. About eight months into it, we went through a recession. So um, uh, back if you remember memos, a memo came out saying all student help will be um, let go starting February 1st. I'm like, what are we going to do? We're not having ushers or ticket takers or anything. And I remember walking across and I could see the athletic director's office about 150 yards away. And I said, you know, someday I'm going to be in there writing those stupid memos. And guess what? (laughs) It happened. Well, I've I've been with you uh, and the baseball team in Hawaii and um, on your old stomping grounds. Uh, you are um, a legend uh, there. And, uh, uh, you know, if anybody ever wants to have a good time in Hawaii, you just go there with Jim Donovan because every door opens everywhere you go. Uh, but you're a Titan now and uh, uh, you've been here for a while. So tell us what uh, brought you home. Well, you know, like I said, I grew up in Orange County, and uh, I watched Cal State Fulton literally grow up. I mean, it's only a couple years older than I am. And uh, by the time I got to be a senior in high school, um, they were, you know, hitting their stride and everything, and that's when baseball really came into its own. And I thought, why can't Titan – why can't every sport at Cal State Fulton be as good as Titan baseball? And as I watched over the years, I actually applied for the position to be AD in 2002 – and it obviously didn't work out, but uh, applied again in 2012, and I was able to get it. And, and I just think this this area is – I've been fortunate enough to go to 48 states and like uh, 11 countries, and I've never found anywhere nicer than northern Orange County than possibly maybe Hawaii. And um, so I'm fortunate enough to have – I call both places home, but, you know, wow. I mean, Kelsey Fortin was just waiting to break out. And um, I thought if with the right people, um, you could make it happen. And I think we are. So, Jim, sometimes uh, when you're uh, when I'm walking on campus, I talk to students about uh, what they like best about Cal State Fullerton, what they might change. Um, And a a lot of students talk to me about uh, the Titan experience, having Titan pride and um, uh, creating legacy on our campus and uh, being a destination campus and being someplace that our alumni can be proud of um, and uh, uh, can be synergistically giving back to. 
Um, you and I have had this conversation lots of times. I think a key piece to that is athletics. Uh, because our athletes are, as you often say, uh, our front porch into the community. Uh, everybody knows Cal State Fullerton all over the country and even over the world sometimes uh, for baseball. But it's our community that comes in to see all our sports and all our athletes. Uh, so it's a real chance to showcase who we are and what we do. But if you were talking to a student that might be skeptical about uh, having an, a, a Division One athletic program uh, at Cal State, Cal State Fullerton, what would you tell them are the benefits of that program to the institution and to the educational process here? Well, I know this is near and dear to your heart because I've heard you speak to it. And um, when I grew up here in Orange County, uh, Cal State Fullerton was a very transactional place. People would just drive on park, go to their class, go back to the car, leave, do that an X number of times and they get their piece of paper and go use that piece of paper to get a better job. And one of the things that I've always felt, and, and you definitely have talked about it to all of us that are in leadership positions, we want to be transformational on this campus. We want to transform people's lives. Well, Titan Athletics can be a big part of that because, you know, I know you remember great professors, but you have, you, you have a hard time remembering a particular class. Um, but, boy, you sure remember when you were there when we beat Long Beach State or we won homecoming or we closed it out in softball and we're going to the NCAAs. Those are the things you remember the rest of your life. And Titan Athletics not only builds pride for the current students and staff and faculty, but also for all the alums. And um, we build um, brand name recognition. Um, we build something that everybody can be proud of. And, uh, and again, we're trying super hard to get more and more of the current students to come out to an event and experience it because it will enhance their experience while they're here on campus. And it help, it's another step in being transformational instead of being transactional. Excuse me. <clears throat> so, you know, we're, our goal this year is to get over 20,000 students um, to come out to our events. Just five or six years ago, we only had 1,200 coming out. So we're really improving that, but we're going to really focus and grow on it. And the things like you're doing with convocation and, and um, you know, just with um, Welcome to Cal State Fullerton Day and some of these things where we're really getting the students immersed, athletics can really help with that. I also think um, just from a perspective of being in this industry for 35 years, um, we are a leadership laboratory. Um, we're creating leaders. It, it is a pr privilege and an honor to go out and represent Cal State Fullerton, but it's also something that, you know, it's a responsibility. And, um, you know, when you go out in front of 3,500 people at a baseball game and you strike out and you got to go back to the dugout, it's not easy. But you got to go back out to the plate again the next time, and they do it. And I don't care whatever sport it is, whether it's softball or whether it's soccer or whether it's basketball. You know, you miss a free throw, and gosh, you needed that one to tie it up to go into overtime, and the clock runs out and we lose the game. You still got to fight through that, and that's what leaders do. And um, I know you know all about this because you were a Division One student athlete yourself. But we have a lot. We bring a lot of value to the student athletes who are students and to the whole student body. Yeah, we've talked a lot about the fact that it's not just the game itself, but the skills that it teaches you. We talk a lot at this campus about high-impact practices. And what we mean by that are practices that sort of uh, help um, etch into our students' minds the lessons that they are seeking to learn as part of education. Um, and when I look back on my college career, um, some of the highest impact practices were the leadership skills that I gained and the uh, organizational skills and the drive that I gained. 
Um, and I got those from athletics. I got those from taking leadership positions in my fraternity and in clubs and things like that. So that's the kind of transformational experience that I think we have to offer at Cal State Fullerton and that athletics has to be a key part of. So we're on the same page, of course. Yeah, I totally agree. And, um, you know, you just look at our student-athletes and they go on to be leaders. They're very supportive of the university. And um, it, it's and we're doing something that everybody can be proud of. Well, and it's, it's, fair, it's remarkable in the CSU um, if you look at the fact that there are 23 campuses and that most of our campuses don't have Division I athletics, um, how actually uh, successful we are. Um, in our athletic endeavors as a Division I uh, school uh, in all our sports. I mean, uh, we're all very proud that we won the Commissioner's Cup uh, a couple of years ago. I know you're out to do it again. Uh, I know we, we will do it again. I know we came really close, just a couple of points shy this year. But it's not just about winning. It's, a, it's about the participation and the part being a part of the university. I talk a lot to students about taking advantage of what's being offered. And that can be uh, working in the engineering lab and having an amazing experience with your capstone project or working for the Titan Rover or the Titan Baja or the Formula One. That can also be working in student government, uh, being a student officer or student leader, leading a club. Uh, it can also be working in one of our cultural centers, um, but ju- uh, being uh, uh, working with our uh, in the ROTC program, which is an amazing program that we have. But equally tethered to the to the campus and the campus experience is Titan Athletics. So when you came here. Uh, uh, about seven, seven and a half years ago, um, we weren't doing so well uh, with our Titan Athletics. Tell me what your plan was to get us back on track because how did we go from um, not doing so well to being a marquee uh, a Division I uh, uh, school in the CSU? Well, we did set out a strategic plan, but I think probably one of the biggest things that we did that was a little bit more invisible is we decided we're going to change our culture. We were going to say, look, we are in the best place in the United States. We have, we'll get the resources or we have the resources we need. We're going to get the people that believe. They're going to buy into the vision. We're going to be relentless working towards the vision. And, And it took some time. It took some time to get everybody to believe and to get the right people on board, but we have some great coaches. Um, We started to do a character background check for all the student-athletes coming in. I can't say it's perfect, but I'll tell you one thing. We have so many less character issues with our student-athletes than we had when I got here. Um, You have people of good character. You have people that are all pulling the rope in the same direction that truly believe anything can happen. I think one of the neatest things we're seeing right now is we're seeing people give up um, more pay to come be a part of what we're doing. I mean, Sergio Brown, um, for uh, coming back for the fourth time, he was at the University of Arizona. I mean, it's a Power Five conference school. He came back. I mean, it was probably about a similar level of pay, but he came back because he wanted to be a part of this because he sees what's going on. He came back as an associate head coach. You know, we were very fortunate. We have um, a former track and student track and field student athlete that was moving up. He's about three years graduated. He was moving up inside AT&T, came uh, in his third promotion, just took a $5,000 pay kit to come back and be our graphic artist. I asked him, why would you do that? And he goes, I love it here. I love what's going on here. I want to be a part of it. I talked to my wife about it. We decided a pay cut was okay. We could make it. 
And I mean, that's what people are just buying in. I mean, it, it just Jody on the women's basketball staff, um, Nicole on the women's volleyball staff. Um, you know, I could just go on and on and on naming the people that were in situations that were, if you looked at it, you'd say, hmm, that they're in a good situation. And they left it because they want to be a part of what we're doing here. And, and it really has to do with the leadership on campus all the way from the top on down. But it, it's resonating and it's working and people are seeing it and, and the proof's in the pudding. So sometimes co- college athletics gets a, a bad rap because uh, uh, it doesn't appear that the students are really there for an education. They're there for uh, furthering their athletic career to go on to the pros or whatever it they, may, they may be doing with that. Talk a little bit about how we approach um, uh, student athletes here uh, at CSU, F. Um, I, you know, we always say they're students first and athletes second. Um, how do you go about making sure that's the case, Jim? Well, there are a lot of NCAA rules that have been put in place over the last decade or so that that have goal alignment between coaches and academics. I mean, there's a progress to degree rule. There's a picking your major by a certain point. There's a academic progress rate. And so these things all happen, and um, and it and we have to stay in line with those. Otherwise, there's contemporaneous penalties from the NCA, like loss of postseason and some other things. But again, it's our culture. Our culture is we are here to get our degree. That's the contract that we have with you and your parents. You come here. You meet with your tutors. You go do your academic uh, counseling. You go to your classes. You're going to get your degree. It's a promise we make. If you put an effort into it, we've got it down to a science. We have a great um, athletic advisory um, area run by Dr. Meredith Basil and her staff. They're phenomenal. We put a brand new program in place called Degree about two or three years ago. It's really hitting its stride. It's getting tutors and help to the people that need it academically. I'm very, very proud of what we're accomplishing. Our APR scores are going up. Our GPAs are sliding up. Our graduation rates are really going up and our number of graduates are going up. Um, I can't say every student athlete that's here doesn't um, um, have uh, get uh, mirages of going pro, okay? But while they're here, we let them know you're going to be a student first, and that's just the way it is. And if you're not, you're you're not really sh- going to do well here, or you shouldn't be here. And then we're just flat out about this part of our culture. Again, I come back and that we've tried to create a really strong culture, and academics is bought into by every staff member, every coach, and frankly. Um, as far as I can tell, almost all the student athletes. That's right. I want to say that uh, I bring my son's team here all the time. They're little guys, 10, 11 years old. And when they meet the players, that's the first thing the players always tell them. We're here to go to school first, guys. We're glad you're here to practice baseball with us, but remember, we're, we're students first. So that culture seems built in all the way down. Yep, and that's our goal. So Matt raises a, an interesting uh, piece that people may not know about, and that's how much time our student athletes spend actually doing uh, public service and working within the community and uh, um, I know in some of the on some of the teams there's goals or requirements for the hours that they spend but my impression in working with um, all the student athletes that I've seen out there doing this work is that they they consider this both a privilege and something that they're honored to do talk a little bit about that and how it helps build character well again it's part of the um, values and, and um, you know, the, 
what we've set in place here, the culture. Our, our culture is, you know, I try to be a servant leader. I know you are a servant leader. And, and that is that we do for others because if you, a rising tide lifts all boats. And we want to teach our student athletes. There's a lot of people out there doing things for them, whether it's the coaches and staff they can see or it's the donors or the previous student athletes that set things up so that they could be successful today. And we want them to understand that the part of it is that you are benefiting from the you know, I say, I say all the time to them, we stand on the shoulders of those that came before us. And you're benefiting from that. So we want to teach you right now, this is something that you need to do in your lives is you need to give back. And so, yes, we do have a community service requirement. I wish I could remember the total off the top of my head, but it was thousands of thousands of hours that the total amount of our student athletes did last year. I, remember, I think it was over 5,000 or so, something like that. And so it's a, it's a pretty significant number, but it, it's and I know you know this. Um, it's about learning how important it is to give back, because if you get if we teach everybody that, then this world will be a better place, and everybody will be more successful. And so we're relentless on that too. I mean, it's tough being a student athlete because you're going to do good in school, you're going to give back, you're going to do the right thing, you're going to learn to make the right choices, and you're going to learn to go back out to the plate when you strike out, and you have you hold your head up, and we're going to win. Right. Yeah, we talk a lot about uh, much is given to our students, and we are hoping that uh, they will learn that during the time that they're here, and they'll be uh, not only able but uh, uh, in, uh, eager to give back and, and pay back. Much is given to our student athletes, too. They do a lot for the campus. They work very hard at their craft, uh, at their sport. Uh, they have to also study and, and, and uh, get good grades and graduate. Um uh, but uh, uh, it is um, uh, wonderful to see them. I've worked with them at the food banks. I've worked with them at the Faley Games. I've worked with them at all kinds of venues, reading to kids, um, wonderful things that they're doing. And they are always happy to do it, uh, which I think is really special. Um, I think they learn a lot from doing it, too. They learn about what other people have to go through. They learn and see the benefits and the advantages that, that they have. And then it just, I think it reinforces how hard to continue yourself to work as a student athlete. Because And so it's, it's really, and I think everybody that takes time to give to others in, in whatever way, shape, or form, you know that it comes back. Yeah. And, and they're learning that, too. You know, one of the other things that makes us unique as a university is the diversity that we have and the way in which we approach diversity. Um, I think a lot of campuses uh, across the nation have diversity, uh, but our focus is on using that diversity as a strength, um, as a tool um, to uh, bring people together, to create community for collaboration across culture. Um, and we do that in many different places on our campus. If you look at uh, lots of the cohorts that we have, they're full uh, uh, of uh, robust diversity where students from different backgrounds um, and different uh, places and spaces in their lives are working together. Um, some people don't uh, realize that, that uh, our athletics is probably one of the best places where that happens, where uh, people from different cultures, different races, different backgrounds, different ethnicities, different socioeconomics, different uh, 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 sexual orientations are all working together on a team to achieve um, a goal, which is uh, to win and uh, to represent our university well. 
Tell me what uh, uh, philosophy you have with respect to that for our teams, for the diversity inclusive piece. We're very, very intentional about being diverse, both at the coaching and staff levels and with our student athletes. I was fortunate enough to serve for four years on the Committee on Women's Athletics and to understand some of the issues from a gender standpoint that happened there. I also served on the subcommittee for women of color. And so to understand even more the issues that happen um, in that subgroup of, uh, of gender. And so um, we... I really feel like diversity is something that's a secret ingredient to being successful. You can be extremely powerful when you have people from different cultures, different backgrounds, different genders, all coming together to work as a team. Anything can be accomplished. And if you look at some of the greatest organizations in the world, they, they picked up on this you know, years ago. Having a very diverse um, workforce or very diverse uh, employees, is, you can be very successful. For us... I think it's as simple as I want our student athletes to be able to see people like themselves or that um, have attitudes and approaches like themselves on the staff and the coaching staff. Um, I don't want them coming here and say, I don't see anybody that looks like me. I don't see anybody that is like me, whether it be personality or whatever. And so I'm very intentional. I, I will tell you on my administrative team, um, and I've learned this over the years, being um, athletic director heading into my uh, 12th, 13th year, that I want to have people that are smarter than me. I want to have people that um, have different experiences than me. I want to have people that tell me what they think and not what they think I want to hear. And I also want to have people that have definitely different personalities to, than me because not everybody's going to always feel comfortable approaching me. I want them feeling comfortable approaching somebody because if we have that communication and we have everybody pulling on the rope in the same direction, the results can be amazing. So we're talking about a lot of serious stuff here, which is important. Um, I, I want people to understand a lot uh, about the substance of our athletic programs, why we're engaged in them. And I think we're identifying some of those issues. They, uh, they are there to serve a purpose for learning, first and foremost, for our kids to get because they're all my kids, I look at them that way, to get a great education, not just in the classroom, but in this co-curricular activity with leadership and responsibility and all those sorts of things. But I want to switch gears for just a minute because it's also a heck of a lot of fun. Uh, whether you're uh, playing, which I know our players, all of them, uh, love the game or they wouldn't be doing it, but also whether you're playing, but whether you're watching. Um, you know, Julie and I, we love to go, we love to go as to as many games and matches uh, as we can. Um, sometimes we will hit two or three in a, uh, definitely in a weekend, sometimes in a day, because uh, we feel like we're missing out if we don't get to be there. So uh, think back over your time at, uh, uh, at Cal State Fullerton and talk about some of the sort of marquee fun moments or joy moments for athletics that, uh, that uh, you think of when you think back on your time here. Well, there's one that, um, you know, I probably only cried a couple times in my career. Um, so, I, I, you know, it's just something I guess I was brought up and trained that you don't do that. But um, when I got here, um, the program was woefully underfunded. The men's and women's track and field and cross-country program had 10 and a half scholarships, and they were allowed 30 and a half by NCAA rules. Um, because we got the Student Success Initiative passed, and we were able to get some funding for that, we were able to bring all of our programs up to full scholarships. So about three years ago, we hosted the big 
West Championship, and we knew we were going to have a good team. And so we started the field events, and we started doing everything. And you realize the head coach, John Elders, has been involved with the program for 30 years, and he, he would mush through and try to do the best he could with 10 and a half scholarships. But I think when I got here, we were in uh, seventh place out of eight for men and eighth place out of nine for women, and it was just very difficult to get any points in conference. And so to watch that day as we were neck and neck with Long Beach and I think maybe it was Davis or Cal Poly and then we got down to the final sprints and the relay team and and we we won the relay and then you know someone came up and whispered me from the Big West you guys won it you won your first championship ever in the history wow. of the school yeah. and so John came over to me and I'm looking at this man who who loves this school and loves this program and has done everything humanly possible over the years just to put a team out there and given the right resources we win a championship and to see the track and field student athletes and to know all the alums and everybody that's ever been involved in the program they probably wouldn't be able to sleep for a couple nights <laughs> and yeah I started crying I yeah. started crying especially looking at John and knowing how much he loves Cal State Fortin and, and, he, he and tattooed an F on his ankle for crime yeah. and sake because we won it. And his and, athletes. Yeah. He and, loves uh, his athletes. Yeah. So, I mean, and there's a, been tons of moments. I mean, when uh, when Jumbo hit the home run, you guys flew up for the match in between meetings, I think. Yeah. I mean, the game at Stanford, um, you've got us going to the, you know, March Madness. Uh, sure. Coach Taylor got us that. I mean, there's tons of moments, but I, I, I think, and, and, and what, what what really um, makes me smile inside my heart is when student athletes graduate, because I know that's something they'll have the rest of their life. Right. And when I when I see us successful and realize how far we've come, and realize that again, a lot of it just came back to culture. You know, we are still the second lowest funded program in the conference, but we're right up there and winning the most championships and doing well. What's the key factor? It's it's yeah. You need enough. You need enough money to be competitive, but it's not all about money. It's about belief. It's about a vision, and it's about hard work and everybody pulling the rope in the same direction. If you can get that done, then anything's possible. And you know, I watch what you're. We're no different than the campus. I mean, right. we're we're not the highest funded in the CSU, right. but you have great leadership. You have a vision. You get everybody pulling the rope in the same direction, and look what happens. It, it's amazing. That's what I notice when I watch games, and I go to a lot of games, is that our teams embody our student body as far as our students are first generation. They're Pell Grant. They're working three jobs. They're just grinding. And when you watch our baseball team, that's how they play. They grind. It's like they have taken on the identity of our students and vice versa. And everyone's just bought into that Titans reach higher. And, and you just it's fun to watch on the field. It's yeah, it's, and it's fun to be a part of, to, to, to feel what you're talking about, Matt, to feel that sense of, you know what? We're going to get it done. We believe we have, the, we have what we need, we have enough, and we're going to get it done. And we're doing it in, in sports that haven't had success ever and you know our, our men's and women's cross country just hosted the mark Cover classic a couple weeks ago they both won first place our best runner samantha huerta was held out just so that she wouldn't get a, a, a repetitive injury and we beat every collegiate team that entered on both the men's and women's side that that hasn't happened ever 
And, and, and we expected it, and we went out and did it. And it's not a shock to us. And you wait till the Big West Championships come because mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're going to be right there. Yeah. On the, on the financial front, I just want to point out a couple years ago, the, our softball team celebrated when they beat UCLA, and, the, and, and as they should have. And they, they took a little flack in the register, and, and Fram pointed out a couple of things, and one of which is that UCLA's budget that year was $104 million in athletics, and ours was $15 million. And so <laughs> we're doing a lot with a lot less. That's right, and I think, we're, and we're really proud of it. Amen. That's part of the culture that we're building. Is that you know what? We're as good as anybody else. We're in one of the best places in the country. We represent something really special, and if we all work together, I tell people all the time. The ma- and and I know you guys know this, but the major lessons from intercollegiate athletics is you're going to make a plan. That's a game plan and a vision. Second thing is not everything is going to go according to plan, so you got to be able to react to adversity. Intercollegiate athletics, Division One is phenomenal at teaching, and that, that works with you the rest of your life. Not everything is going to always go according to plan. You're going to learn how to lear- learn to work on a team. You're going to believe, learn how to believe in yourself, and you're going to learn how to believe in your teammates. Those five core ingredients, when you come out and when you get everybody doing it, it's so powerful. And you have programs that have more resources. They have higher-paid coaches. Um but they can't pull it off because we do it and they don't. And 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 I I love that little bit of the David Goliath thing going on. Mm-hmm. Um and um and that's and honestly, that's what makes my heart smile, is that I know that we can do it and we are. Yeah, I you know, I've been around college athletics for most of my life. Um and you can tell a program that has marquee players and other bit players that support them. Uh, and there is a um, – they can be successful to a limited degree, but you can tell a completely different program where there are no marquee players. Everybody's playing together. Nobody is thrown in front and said, without you, we can't do this. Everybody is indispensable. And when I look at our teams, uh, whether it's our baseball or softball team, our basketball, uh, men's or women's, our men's and women's soccer teams, uh, cross country and track and field, tennis, they all, they're all that way. Volleyball, they're all that way. They all have players who support each other because they know they're all integral to the success. That's what life is about. That's what leadership teaches you is that you cannot – lead unless you're willing to work with on a much more horizontal way everybody else as well and i i i thank you uh jim for uh teaching those lessons to our athletes and modeling them for the rest of our campus um i know our alums are very very happy um with the success that we have um in many ways after you leave campus you don't go back and talk to your professors as much as you should to say thank you. Um, and uh, you don't show up to the senior projects uh, or go back and uh, attend an ASI meeting. But you do watch the box scores to see how your team is doing, to see how the Titans are doing. And I go all over Orange County, all over California, and people are, uh, you know, Titans are everywhere. And they're always talking about how the team is or how they're going to be. Um, and it's not just baseball. It's every one of the sports. Uh, they've, they, they all have good, strong, loyal followings, which I love. 
And we and we we track the metrics of that. I mean, our logo sales are up over seven hundred percent, approximately, from what we can tell, because we get a portion of the mm-hmm. cut of the sales in the last six years. Um, our we've got tens of millions of dollars in exposures in the last five or six years from ESPN and national broadcasts and even um, regional broadcasts. Um, the Titans name is out there; it's everywhere. I mean, we put it from three point line to three point line on the court. You can't miss it. Right. And and, um, and we really, really are um, not only letting people know who we are and, and get it building up that brand, but we're putting the promise behind the brand, which is our culture and our commitment and, and our success. And, and we're doing it. You know, I tell people all the time, getting back to the front porch analysis, the front porch is not the most important part of your house. I mean, the bedroom, the kitchen the bathroom, you know, those things you have to have every day. But the front porch is what people drive by and see every day. It's where the it's where the people come and gather. You have a barbecue or a party or whatever. And so it, it's where the it's what they see and it's the gathering place. And that's what athletics is for an intercollegiate athletic program is for a university. It's where the community interacts quite uh, largely. There's other things too, like performing arts. And, and by the way, we have a phenomenal performing arts program. We Our goal when I got here was to try and be as good as they are because they're really good. And um, But, you know, th- we are one of the ways that there's a lot of interaction interaction with the community. And so we want to do well. We want to be something that everybody can be proud of, whether they're a current student or an alum. And uh, we're on the right track. We're, we don't think we're even close to being done yet, but we've made a lot of progress and we're proud of that. Yeah, I love the story of you walking across campus when you first got here and seeing UCLA shirt, USC shirt, UCI, and you would count how many Titan shirts you would see and how over the years it slowly changed until now you almost only see Cal State Fullerton apparel. Yeah, it was a very simple survey. I just walked from Titan House over to, I think it was Langsdorf Hall. First time I counted 13, 12 other logos from different colleges and pro sports and one Cal State Fullerton logo. I did it a couple of years ago and I counted 12. 11 of them were either people intentionally dressed in orange and blue or wearing our logo or our cap and there was one professional um, football team cap that somebody was wearing. So it, it, and you can see it everywhere when you walk around campus. But as you said, Fram, all across Orange County and Southern California, if you, if you wear an F, um, people are like, oh, Casa Fortin or Titans. I, I love the story Steve Detola tells is like 25 years ago, if you were anywhere and you saw somebody wearing an F cap, you went up to them because you knew them because the only place they would have got it is if they got it directly from the baseball coach because that's the only way you could get one. Now you see them all literally all over the world. I mean, I, I'm in Atlanta, and I'm, I'm wearing the F cap, and then he goes, oh, Florida? And I go, no, Costa Friend. He goes, man, you guys got a great baseball program. <laughs> I mean, it's just – it's we're and, and that's that's the value that athletics can bring. That's the enhancement that uh, athletics can do, intercollegiate athletics can do. Far and away, we're not the most important. It's what's going on in engineering, biology, physics, English, geography. That's what's really, really important on this campus. But we can be a source of pride and we can enhance what the faculty and the learning that's going on on campus with our leadership laboratory and the pride that we bring to everybody. And you can be the door. We can be the door to bring them in to see all the great academic things that we are doing. Absolutely. So I don't want to let this time go by without giving you an opportunity to talk about the amazing coaches that we have because I've gotten to know them um, and – uh, to a T, they are quite uh, 
spectacular human beings, um, all in their own way, all differently. Uh, they all lead differently, uh, but they are, um, as you said, they could go anywhere and they choose to be here. So um, what's the thread that ties them together? Well, let me back up real quickly and just say I want to thank you and Julie for how often you do come to all the events. I think I told you in your first three months you attended more events, you and Julie, than any CEO that I had ever worked for in my 35 years. And I think I counted I had seven CEOs over my career. So uh, the fact that you come and that you can learn and see how they coach and what they do is so appreciative because having that knowledge um, just makes it so much easier to talk with you about some of the issues that we have to um, look at and face. I think the common thread of all of our coaches is they care about the student-athlete first. They're not here for the money. You know, we're not the most resourced program, not even in conference. Um, I told the student-athletes when we had our welcome back day, I want you to look at all these coaches and all these staff members. Every single one of them could be somewhere else if they wanted to, but they choose to be here because they love this campus and they love you. And I think that's the common core is that they do love this campus and they do love the student athletes. And being a Titan means something to them. I'm not saying some of them might not leave someday and we'll help them if that's what they really want. Like I said, I try to come from a certain leadership, servant leadership standpoint. If you want to do something else, let me help you do that. But I think a lot of our head coaches are very, very happy here. And I'll, and I'll pick on John Elders again. He's a great example. He's been here for 30 years. He doesn't want to go anywhere. He sees himself staying here till retirement. But he wants to get as many conference championships and maybe even an NCAA individual or a team title before he's done. That's what his goal is. And and um, and I think he has a good shot at doing it. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, you, Rick Vanderhoek's been over 30 years. Kelly's been here um, almost 10 now. Um, you know, Diedrich's been here for seven or eight. I mean, these are even the newer ones. Jeff Harada, he loves this place. He goes around and tells everybody, this is like the best place I've ever worked at. And and so it it our job is to create an atmosphere, have a vision and a culture that they want to be a part of. Their job is to keep on focusing on the student athletes first and to and to to have their own vision that they share with the student athletes, be relentless about it, create cultures in their program that fit inside the over athletic department and the university culture. It's all very important for success. Um, and and I would say ultimately, if you talk to every single one of them, they really care about their student-athletes, and I think that is a secret ingredient. They're, these student-athletes aren't just a number. Um, what does Harry Legrand say? Their student, students are not um, uh, an irritant or something right. to that fact. Yeah. yeah, they're the reason we're here, and I think all of our coaches get that. And I wanted to ask you about fundraising before we wrap things up, only because when you got here and we were, we were hurting on that front, we talked about our budget is not great even in conference. Um, and I know Greg Paulus and his team have done a great job. Talk about the importance of that and how they are pulling that off. Well, when we got here, we were less than a half million dollars a year. And uh, one of the first hires that we made was Greg Paulus. And um, he put a team together. And um, we, this last year, finished a little bit over $3.6 million. The year before, I think we were 3.7. So in the last couple of years, we're over $7.5 I think the neat status from the day Greg was hired through June 30th, we had raised more funds in those six years than had been raised in the previous 55 years of Titan Athletics. Now, that's not adjusted for inflation, but it's still pretty impressive mm -hmm. to raise those kind of funds. Again, what we did is we looked at it culturally. 
when I got here, a lot of the fundraising was to go for base budget items, meat and potato kind of things. That doesn't really – I want to – when someone wants to donate, they want to do something to make an incremental difference. How can we move from being middle of conference to the top of the conference? So what we said was any money that's fundraised by the sports – 100% will be retained by that sport. Our job will be behind it, fix it behind the scenes with Title IX and gender equity if we have to, but it hasn't really come to fruition in that regard because all, I mean, Kelly raises well over $50,000 a year now for softball. I would say she's up around 75. Um, women's basketball um, did a fundraiser. I want to say they're in the twenty dollars to $25,000 range. Um, women's volleyball just did something um, that was probably, they're probably at the $20,000 range. I want to say women's soccer is now around 50000 a year. When we got here, all those programs I just mentioned, all of them were raising less than $5,000 a year. So the reason that they're doing that is that people who support that particular sport are now leaning in hard and giving them money because they know it will stay with that sport. And if you go out to the softball stadiums and look and see what Kelly's done with some of the money, it's beautiful. A lot of that was branded money, I mean, branding from money from fundraisers. And so, you know, I, my hat's off to Kelly because she's worked really hard at it. And so is all the other coaches, Damien, everybody. But making that cultural change really helped us get a lot more funds. And, of course, Greg's done a great job with planned gifts and, and, and a lot of other things. And they're just doing a great job. And, but we got to do more. <laughs> we have a secret. By the way, we have a secret motto inside Titan Athletics, and it's been there for like seven years. We have all of our, all of our mission, vision statement, everything. But our secret statement is more, more, more. Yeah. So we're going to do more, more, more. So I want to just end with um, what I think is probably one of the uh, best encapsulations of what uh, Titan Athletics is all about, and that's Taylor. Yeah. We have uh, Taylor Dawkins. Uh, I think she's a she's going to be a junior this year, uh, and uh, you know this is a young lady who uh, probably could have gone to just about any school to play softball across the country, and decided that she wanted to come to Cal State Fullerton. She had been uh, in camps at Cal State Fullerton her whole life, and she wanted to be a Titan. Um, and as uh, many of our listeners may know, she suffers from a rare uh, type of liver cancer. Uh, uh, I have never been more moved than I was the day that we had uh, No One Stands Alone with, uh, with uh, uh, Taylor at, uh, on the softball field with everybody in green, uh, all the women, the, the young athletes on both teams wearing green ribbons, uh, everyone cheering for her. Um, this was all about what it means to be a Titan, and it, encapsul- it encapsulates who we are. We care for each other. We love each other. We are a community. Um, and uh, from that time, uh, I think that galvanized us as a Titan uh, community in athletics going forward on every team. Um, I love Taylor, and she's an amazing kid. Uh, she's had a great impact. Uh, uh, you know, This is what God does. He puts things in our lives like this. It, 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 it sort of came home to me last year when uh, we were starting softball season and I'm sitting watching a game and there are all the baseball players out on the lawn in the back cheering on our, uh, our, our softball team. I love the fact that our, our teams cheer on each other and care about each other. And in fact, my favorite uh, 
uh, time in a Titan Athletics is not even a game or or a uh, or a match at all. It's the end of the year uh, for the senior. Uh, uh, award ceremony that they run themselves, uh, that they decide what the awards are going to be and who they're going to get them, and we just sit in the back of the room and watch the magic. Uh, so, Jim, thank you so much for everything that you do for our students, for Titan Athletics, and for Cal State Fullerton. Uh, we are blessed to have you. Well, thank you, Fram, and, and I will echo um, exactly how you feel and what you've said. Taylor Dawkins is one of the most special people I've ever met in my entire life. She was far and away the best student-athlete representative of, of what um, being a student-athlete stands for. Um, her family is amazing. She yep. is amazing. Um, you know, what, what she does to go to school, uh, to compete, and, and does it with a beauty of, uh, and an attitude that is pretty much unexplainable. I wish everybody had a chance to understand what a special person she is as well. I know you and Julie know. Um, but, yeah, I, I, you know, talked about crying a couple times in my whole career. Um, yeah. You know, there's there's times where knowing what Taylor um, fights through every day is, is just beyond amazing. It's beyond words. And um, I appreciate um, all the support that you and Julie um, and cabinet and everybody on this campus gives Titan Athletics. We cannot, we can't do it without this campus supporting us. It just doesn't happen. Um, but like I said, we're super proud to be a part of the campus, and we're going to do everything we can to to continue to grow that pride. And and uh, thank you very much. All yeah, right. Thank you for Thanks. being here, Jim. Appreciate it. Thanks, Matt. Thank you for listening to Fram and Friends, a collaboration between Titan Radio and Cal State Fullerton. For more episodes like the one you just heard, visit titanradio.org.